Knight Rider won't be seen tonight, so we can bring you a very special episode of The Gen X Files. Welcome to The Gen X Files, I'm Jim. I'm Adam. And today's show is all about Jaws. <laughs> I love that. It's Don't so go great. In the water. It's so great. Take yourself back to 1975. Ooh. January 1st, John N. Mitchell, H.R. Haldeman, and John Ehrlichman are found guilty of the Watergate cover-up. The last time any politician was held accountable for his <laughs> actions. Or they were actions. later sentenced to 30, between 30 months and 8 years in prison. Good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, January 6th, Wheel of Fortune debuts on very, NBC. That was very powerful. It was like, good! <laughs> I mean, rightfully so. 40 anyway. years and 50 years ago. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, January 6th, Wheel of Fortune debuts. January 15th, Space Mountain opens at Walt Disney World. Space Mountain and, opens. And uh, the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what happened on June 20th? June 20th. Premiere of Jaws. Yeah. Don't get in the water. Uh, it debuted at number one. It actually broke records uh, with an opening weekend of $7 million. Oh, yeah. Broke records. Uh, it actually made back its budget in 10 days. Yep. And uh, across all of its releases, Jaws has grossed $472 million worldwide up to now. It's been re-released like six times in the theaters. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, in the United States and Canada, it has grossed $261 million, equivalent to $1.2 billion in 2020 dollars. Wow. Uh, making it the seventh highest grossing movie of all time, adjusted for ticket price inflation. And all those great sequels, all together, <laughs> it but, has earned over $2 okay. billion. <laughs> Just to... Okay. It was sure. a bit of it was still had the Jaws vibe. Does it still. fit into the sequel better? Of course, because yeah. you still have Roy Scheider and it's yeah. still at the same yeah. place. The Spielberg you know? didn't direct that. No. But no, it no. they got somebody who aped his style right. enough so it seemed like Copied a Spielberg well movie. Enough. It had to yeah. say you know, with everybody sailing and all the same kind of the kids smoking grass on their boats. Um but three Jaws three D. Yeah, three D. I saw in the theater in the worst three D. I've seen all of them in the Oh yeah. I didn't see the first one. But I saw third one in the theater with yeah. the horrible 3D with... Uh, Michael Caine. No. No, that's Jaws 4, The Revenge. Oh, I thought he was in Jaws 3. No, 3D. Jaws oh, 3 no. has... Uh, <laughs> it, it's about his sons. It was Dennis Quaid and some other actor and Bess Armstrong. Uh, ooh, people know for Bosch if they watch Bosch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just started watching Bosch. Somebody has a Bosch obsession. Um, watch it on Prime. Good show. Uh they're not paying us for that. Um, <laughs> but but it was all about uh, – they worked at SeaWorld. Yeah, a yeah, sea yeah. type I remember place. the – because the, uh, the the dragon behind and the, the stunt mm-hmm. uh, uh, skiers and yes, stuff. Water that. skiers. Yeah, water skiers, yeah. Uh, so they captured a, sh- a big old shark, big old, big old great white shark, and they had the first big old great white shark in captivity. Oh. And then – the Mama Shark game. Oh, and the Mama real shark, shark was game. ridiculously huge, cartoonishly so. Like it ate the entire park in one It should have. Like, it was <laughs> dumb. And then Jaws 4, The Revenge. I, re- I remember Jaws 3. I don't remember Jaws 4 at all. In Jaws 4, the only actor that they had left was the mom played by Lorraine Gray. Oh, yeah. Her, uh, I think it opens up with one of her sons getting eaten. Oh. Um, and then, uh, but, you know, at this point, we don't have a Quaid. <laughs> so uh, so she uh, and Michael Kine. Michael Kine. Uh, they take off to the Caribbean, you know, to have a little uh, uh, yeah. vacay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Mario Peebles comes in as a Jamaican man with a great <laughs> accent. And uh, 
<laughs> and the shark uh, comes after her. This shark, oh, it's like it's, it's like a battle between the revenge. families. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. you don't know who wants revenge. Is it Ellen Brody or is it the shark? Because they both have need of revenge yeah, because yeah. they both killed each it's other's It's just families. a mess. It's a mess. It's so many dead people and stupid sharks. Stupid beyond belief because <laughs> sharks don't have the ca- the capacity for revenge. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a movie. But Ellen Brody sure did. <laughs> so did so the question is, is, where did all that fun begin? Yeah, where did it start, Adam? It all started with Robert Benchley Ooh. wanting to write a novel about a shark terrorizing a beachfront town. Mm. Uh, and uh, Richard D. Zanuck and David Brown, producers at Universal Pictures, independently each found the novel before it was released. Yeah. Uh, Benchley, I'm sure, was shopping around. Looking at the galleys? Is that what they're The galleys, it? yeah. So they each read the book in one night and agreed that it was the most exciting thing they'd ever read, so they bought the rights before publication for $175,000, which is almost a million dollars in 2021. Wow. Yeah. And was Benchley that well-known then? Because I did read the book. Yeah, he had, yes, he had had some stuff before that. Um, there was Orca, right? Orca, there's something called The Deep or something. Yeah. I, 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 there was a lot there of was a, yeah, he wrote, sea adventures. Yes, yes. And it's good. The book is great. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome. really well done. Uh, to the extent, it's very complicated, and the extent that if both Zanuck and Brown had read the book one more time, they said they would not have bought it because some of the scenes would have been almost impossible to film. Oh, yeah. Ask anyone, <laughs> anyone, that filming on water is a fool's errand. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Even Cameron talking about Titanic. Yeah. He had a whole, oh, you yeah. know, Down in giant the, tank and everything. Mexico, yeah. yeah. And, and it was it's yeah, still mad. Still was, yeah, yeah. There was only one fool that wanted that job, and that was Steven <laughs> Spielberg. And uh, he had just finished Sugarland Express. Yep. Uh, he'd had some some success. The movie hadn't come out yet, nope. but they they obviously had seen it and they knew. And so he um, he he had made Duel, which was pretty successful. He great Dennis Weaver great movie. Yeah. TV movie, great movie uh, about a truck with a faceless driver. You never see the driver. It's basically yeah. Jaws with a truck, and it's exactly why Spielberg wanted to do it. He said, "I see similarities in this story of mm-hmm. the shark and the truck," and like, and he begged the producers, and uh, they had tried to get some other people, and, and finally they gave it to him. Uh, and then almost immediately, Steven Spielberg said, oh, my God, I'm going to become the truck and shark guy. <laughs> so he tried to get out of it. He tried to go uh, shoot uh, Lucky Lady over at Fox uh, with Gene Hackman, and uh, which eventually was end up being directed by Stanley Donen hmm. uh, and was one of the biggest flops ever. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe the, because he didn't have the Spielby. Uh, it's very possible. It's very possible. Well, I think also he looked at it and was like, holy crap, this is huge. I think how he, the hell do I yeah, do this? I think he finally yeah realized you know, that it was I don't think it was insane. so much like <laughs> I know I know I didn't I just I think <laughs> it was one of those like oh my god yeah uh, but Universal unfortunately exercised their veto power on his contract and said nope you're going to be doing this movie uh, regardless and you like it or not and then Brown convinced him to stay saying man look after this you'll be able to make any movie you want. And he was not lying. No, he was very prophetic in that way. So Universal gave him a budget of $3.5 million and a 55-day shooting schedule, which they did not <laughs> stick with. No, 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 no. no. Uh, not not to their own fault, but uh, we'll get into that after the well, writing. Uh, yeah. There was, there was a, lot, a of, lot of factors. Yes. So they were working on the script. Uh, the first factor on <laughs> keeping <laughs> the the movie not on schedule was that uh, they eventually did three 
contract, or sorry, eventually did three drafts as per his contract. He admitted that he was like, I don't know how to write screenplays. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't well, know I mean, how to transfer the, like, to make the characters more real. Uh, a novel with, and yeah. a screenplay are two completely different yeah. animals. And, it, yeah. you know, just, just look at some of these guys. You know, the guy's trying to adapt their work. It just doesn't. Yeah. It's a, but but he eventually was the first time it was that I actually saw a writer just admit it. He was like, yeah. look, man, this is not my thing. Yeah. Like, and also, I, you know, it's yeah. like a lot of the reason why a lot of the times they don't ask the writers to, to do the script is because it's just too precious to them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's too, exactly. They're exactly. too close to it. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I, and it, it's good to have other eyes on yeah, it. Uh, Spielberg just wanted to use the third act of the book. He did not like not that he didn't like the first two X, but he said it is a movie. It makes more sense to have it be about like the chase and sure. finding the shark and, and all that and, and just truncate the first two. Eventually didn't agree and then they, you know they were arguing. So after his third draft, they said, okay, you fulfilled your contract. You can go away now. And uh, they hired on uh, John Bynum. Uh, who did Razor's Edge? Oh, okay. Uh, except he said no. And then uh, they did Razor's Edge with Bill Murray. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, and then they asked. Uh, he asked the Columbo creators, William Link and Richard Levinson, to do a rewrite, nice. and they were like, "No." <laughs> yeah. Well, he got his he, he cut his chops on directing Columbo's and yeah. directing TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were they, they were friendly. Spielberg. Um, Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then he went to uh, playwright Howard. Or sorry, and then playwright Howard Sackler. Uh, had heard about the project and offered to do an uncredited rewrite, and all of them were like, yes, please. Nice. Please do a rewrite. So uh, they had him do the rewrite. Spielberg wanted some levity in the script, so he asked uh, Carl Gottlieb from The Odd Couple, uh, oh, one good. of the writers yeah. for The Odd Couple, uh, who was also an actor, um, to, to work on it, to punch it up after they got it back from Howard Sackler. And also, John Milius and Robert Shaw both contributed to the script. I mean, they're literally... I don't... goes into the water. I believe that Gottlieb is the one that actually got... in the water. (laughs) I think Gottlieb was the only one that got the the actual credit for it. But But they worked on the monologue for the... I think there were like nine nine writers on this movie. But I think Milius and and Shaw basically worked on that. They worked on the... Indianapolis The speech. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which Gottlieb admits that he was like, it was mostly Robert Shaw, uh, because he made it his own. Sure. I mean, which makes sense. Drunk bastard. Uh, Robert Shaw was a (laughs) fascinating, fascinating character. Uh, The old drunk Hollywood, baby. Uh, so they finally get to a point where they say, look, uh, we're coming up on production, so we uh, we need to get started. And the script technically wasn't done yet. Sure. Uh, but they started with casting, uh, and the first the first cast they went after was Brody, which they first offered to Robert Duvall. Ooh. Yeah. He's awesome. Uh, but he wanted to play Quint instead. <sighs> I get it. And he would yeah. have been good, probably. Yeah. But he's too young for Quint at that time. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I don't, you know, as much as I love Duvall, I don't know if he had the, I don't I don't want to say levity, but just there's something about uh, the performance of Roy Scheider that is just so real. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. His reactions, his like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree, I agree. And I, I don't, I think, I mean, I'm sure Duvall would have been good. Oh, he's, an, like, he's one of the best I, actors we ever had. Yeah, but it, it, and but it just, yeah. Uh, yeah, it just wouldn't have been the same. I don't picture it. I can't see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Roy Scheider actually overheard Spielberg talking about Jaws at a party and approached him and said, hey, I don't want to be in your movie, which is uh, weird. I don't know if that really happens anymore. Uh, I mean, kind of, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, I, it's a small little town. I can, just imagine, yeah. uh, I can just imagine being at a party where Spielberg and Roy Scheider is hanging out and talking about this project. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so they hired on Roy Scheider, and uh, they hired on Roy Scheider with nine days to production. <laughs> and even better, they still didn't have a Quint or a Hooper yeah. casted. Well, casted. those are super yeah. tough. Yeah. to cast. Again, this goes back to you got to get right. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're going to be wasting your time. Exactly. I mean, Spielberg's movies really do come down to the cast. Mm-hmm. He knows how to cast, or his yeah. casting agent does. Um, but, yeah, I mean, his movies really make or break. I mean, most movies do. But his right. movies really right. do because they're the the reality that's centered on the characters is what grounds his movies right the cinema you know like we were talking about with uh, et you know he's got that little cinema verite all the stuff that he learned yeah. from being independent learned from tv right. how to you know work fast his movies have to have a relatable cast to work because they're so yes. crazy yeah 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 absolutely uh they for the role of quint they they originally offered it to lee marvin oh that would have been awesome and he said oh. no i agree he would have been Great. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, oh, great offered it to uh, Sterling Hayden, uh, yeah. which would have been fine. Yeah, uh, he, he would have been fine. But they both said no. Uh, the producers suggested Robert Shaw. Shaw was reluctant because he hated the book. He's a grump. <laughs> I love him, man. And he was awesome <laughs> in The Sting, and he was awesome in everything he's been. This in. was so. This was the story: is that he he said no, and his wife and his secretary were both like, "What the hell are you talking about?" He was sleeping with both of them at the time. I'm. Hundred percent certain, <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "You got it. You got to do this movie." And and he's gone on record saying, "They they convinced me to do the Sting because he didn't want to, and they convinced him to do." And he's like, "Look how that turned out." Yeah, dummy. so might as well do this movie. My God, you have the worst instincts <laughs> ever. Exactly. He's over. I'm just want to sit at home and write more plays. Man was in the water. I don't know why he became Southern. Sharks in the water. <laughs> so uh, for Hooper. Uh, the the other pu- piece of the triumvirate. The third, puzzle. yeah. yeah. Uh, Spielberg initially wanted John Voight. Ooh. You know, John Voight, before he went completely insane, was an amazing actor. Midnight Cowboy, amazing performance, amazing oh, movie. Yeah, yeah. He and uh, Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but still, again, no. I'm sorry. No, no, it, it still wouldn't. Too have, big, too yeah. buff. You need a little scientist guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 yeah. Uh, but they also offered it to Timothy Bottoms. Oh, he's he's uh, good. I don't even know who. I, what else is he? Doing? Uh, he was in the Last Picture Show. Uh, his brother is also an actor. Um, hot, hot, hot bottom up. No, I don't. He does have a brother. Uh, <laughs> good old Tim and Hot Bottoms. No, but. Uh, he, Timothy Bottoms is a really good actor. Okay, he okay. would he would have been I, he would have been interesting. Okay, uh, Jan Michael Vincent they offered the part. Nope. Two. I mean he uh, again before yeah. he Went succumbed crazy. to alcoholism in, yeah. in the saddest way possible. I mean we watched him die basically on the Howard Stern uh, show. Yeah, um, he was a great actor too when he was yeah. young. I mean yeah. that kid was an up and comer, but just demons he killed went, it. Went you know? the wrong way. Uh, Kevin Klein. Ooh. Uh, he would have been good. I yeah. I think he would have. Of all of them, I think he. Well, him and and they also offered it to Jeff Bridges. And I think I think he would. I Bridges, think back then he yeah. could have pulled it off. Bridges would have because he was all goofy back then. Yeah, you know, he yeah. was kind of a, a goob. But uh, yeah, uh, uh, Kevin Klein, man, that that would that would have been good casting. I would have liked to see that movie. Yeah, yeah. Kevin I mean, young Kevin Klein. Yeah. I mean, uh, but Kevin Klein would have been amazing. Kevin Klein would have been great. Awesome. He's a fantastic actor. I, One I, of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, they actually, so George Lucas actually, actually suggested Richard Dreyfus because of American Graffiti. Yes, American Graffiti. Um, he was awesome in that. Yeah. Uh, 
Lucas suggested him. Uh, Dreyfus initially passed, but then saw the apprenticeship of Duddy Kravitz. <laughs> if you've ever seen this fantastic movie, it's not, uh, it's not a bad movie. No, he, the funny thing is that he hated his own performance so much that he was afraid that he was never he going to work in town again. He never going to work in town. Yeah, and so he immediately, he literally went to a screening, hated his performance, and that night called him and said, "Okay, I'm going to do the movie." Wow. Because he was so deathly afraid that he was going to be blacklisted. Thank the Lord for insecurities. Yeah. yeah. Which the irony is that later he got huge accolades and Robert Shaw hated him oh, for yeah. it. <laughs> Jealous. Jealous, baby. So hated him. Finally like him. Ah. All right. Well, let's take a quick break and uh, we'll come back and talk about the amazing production of oh, Jaws. Yeah. Production. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> so on uh, May 2nd, uh, 1974... Principal photography began on the island of Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. Uh, Richard Dreyfus has a very interesting quote. We started the film without a script, without a cast, and without a shock. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Richard. Uh, <laughs> they literally did not have a script. No. Uh, they were still working on well, it. Well, not a finished script. I mean, they had enough to be able to, to create. They knew it was about a shark. Stuff. <laughs> they knew it had to be in the water. Uh but, you know, they, they would obviously be – Gottlieb actually came with them to set and uh, was working on the script while they were shooting. Hmm. Uh, principal photography uh, – cinematographer Bill Butler devised new equipment to facilitate marine underwater shooting, including a rig to keep the camera stable regardless of tide and a sealed submersible camera box for all you tech nerds out there. Um, it was cool. This is the first time they'd done it. Uh, this was the – this was the first movie, the first major feature to ever be shot in open water. Yeah, um, and so one of the last. <laughs> it was a huge risk, and they knew this. Ah, uh, so dumb. But you know, uh, Spielberg asked the art department to avoid red in both the scenery and the wardrobe, so that the blood from the attacks would be the only red element and cause a bigger shock. Ooh. Uh, initially, the film's producers wanted to train a great white shark, but quickly realized yeah. that wasn't possible. There's never been a great white shark in captivity. What? That's just such a. Oh my God, that is I, such a. Friggin' producer thing yes. to say. <laughs> yes. Well, I could just see him all in the meeting. Well, why don't we just get, look, how much to buy a shark and just train it to do what we want? I mean, we could just knock the teeth out or something, right? We can train it, right? Yeah. We we'll totally can train it. Oh, idiots. <laughs> so they made three full-size pneumatically powered prop sharks. Everyone knows them. Yeah. Uh, this is the most famous part of the making of the movie. Bruce. Bruce. Poor Bruce. Bruce. Uh, named after Spielberg's lawyer, Bruce Raymer. Poor guy. Yeah. They had a sea sled shark, uh, which was a full body prop with its belly missing that was towed with a 300-foot line. Two platform sharks, one that moved from camera left to right with his hidden left side exposed, exposing the innards, and then the opposite side. Uh, oh. and they used all three of those. Uh, they, they shot out on Martha's Vineyard, and part of the reason they did was because uh, Mar uh, the beach coming out of Martha's Vineyard uh, goes down to about 35 feet. Oh. But it stays at 35 feet for almost 20 miles. Oh, wow. So you can you can theoretically, if things were to fall, you could still get them, but you could be far enough away that it doesn't look like there's any land. Like, you're right. just literally out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, 35 feet is still pretty deep. Well, yes. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> As shown by the fact that when they first started using the uh, the two side sharks, they were towing them out there. The thing capsized and sunk to the bottom. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> the very first time they were trying to use it. The movie was plagued with problems. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're shooting on water. Yeah. With it, an inexperienced director. They're yes. building stuff as they go. It's all experimental. It's all they new. They still don't have a final script. 
it was, or a shark that works in any sort of regular fashion. They uh, they had uh, the orca. the The boat started sinking uh, one time. This is a few of the other problems. Sure. Uh, the orca started with the actors sinking with it. the actors on it. Uh, everyone thought they were going to die. It was fantastic. Uh, Who was it that yelled? So when the, the when the boat was sinking. I think Spielberg was like, get the actors. You know, I got to get the actors off it. And I think it was the DP that was like, screw the actors. We got to get the sound equipment or something. It was just like, uh, it was such a, a beast. It was so bad. Cameras would get wet. They would have to, they, they estimated that for every 12 hour day they had, they shot for maybe four hours. Yeah, because people were day. seasick. On a good day. Yeah. You know, and you had to have, you, know, you can't, sh- you don't realize that when you shoot on, the ocean the sun changes just like it does on land yeah yeah and you lose you, know, you lose your yeah getting stuff to match yeah you have to shoot in a certain you know a certain amount of time or the sun's all of a sudden you know on the other side uh the rider gottlieb was almost decapitated by boat propellers at one point uh would he fall in the water or something i think he i don't know i he must have <laughs> i mean i don't think of that <laughs> the boat was in the air i don't i, I everyone was seasick all the time oh, yeah, that gross. was just all the time. So uh, vomiting. And Robert Shaw would constantly leave for Canada because he was having tax problems in America. Yeah, he wasn't doing great. <laughs> While he was filming Jaws, he had trouble with the IRS. His drinking was out of control. Oh, yeah. And he had this weird relationship with Dreyfus. <sighs> the, he was jealous of Dreyfus for his success. The Duddy Kravitz thing is so bizarre. I just, I, I just Well, Spielberg said, uh, here's a quote from Spielberg about their relationship. He said, Robert would basically humiliate Richard into taking a chance. For instance, Robert would say, I'll give you a hundred bucks if you climb up to the top of the mast of the orca and jump off into the water. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the horrible relationship made their characters feel real. Right, right. But, you know, it nearly killed both of them during the process. But to his credit, Dreyfus did say that Shaw was a perfect gentleman. When he was sober. Oh, nice. That's it, good. <laughs> unfortunately, it wasn't very often during the shoot. Caveat, yeah. Uh, it was Which cra- I get it. I mean, we all yeah. know it's Jekyll and Hyde's, baby. You yeah, know? yeah. Sweet as pie until you get them drinks. <laughs> yeah, we know a few people like that. <clears throat> yeah. No, no names. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no names. The crew actually started referring to the movie as Flaws instead of Jaws. Clever. It was, it was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure someone patted themselves on the back for that I one. I sure did. Probably made T-shirts. <laughs> There were full days where they did not get anything shot. They would oh, yeah. really do nothing. Uh, photography finally wrapped on October 6th, 1974, turning a 55-budgeted-day production schedule into 159 days, more than doubling the budget to just under $10 million. They almost killed a stuntman, too. Yeah, yeah. It was it was terrible. I, Spielberg completely blamed himself. Like he, well, yeah, was an exper- he I mean, you have to. He's like, I'm inexperienced. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, I. He was fully convinced he was never going to work in the town again. Well, I mean, just to you know, so they hired this little person <laughs> to stick in the shark cage to make the shark look bigger. You know, yeah, he was yeah. he was doubling, I guess, for Dreyfus, right? So they sent us. Here's the quote from the second unit uh, <laughs> <laughs> director. Hollywood sent us this little man, and he couldn't dive. He spent most of his life riding horses, doubling for children in films like National Velvet. He had doubled for Elizabeth Taylor. And we had to take him out and stuff him into a cage and dangle him into the cold southern ocean and have sharks, big, huge, monstrous sharks, swimming around him. And he was very much afraid, and we had a lot of difficulty getting him into the cage. 
Wow. Because he couldn't dive or swim, the poor little stuntman. <laughs> oh. was a, he was a horse rider. <laughs> Just shark. throw him in the water. He'll be fine. And nicknamed him shark bait. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, they, I think they almost killed pretty much everybody on the set at one point or another. Yeah. Uh, Richard Dreyfus almost drowned. Yep. In the, cage, in the cage, in the shark cage. Yeah, yeah, they couldn't get out, and they couldn't get it up in time, and he almost died. Like, it was uh, it was insane. I, I can't even imagine. Everything would stop working. I mean, just because if it, it wasn't getting wet, it was the sea salt, like, in the sea air. Like, it was just... But this, yeah, the reason why Spielberg takes blame <laughs> is because he insisted that they shoot on the ocean. Every, almost right, every other right. film that takes place on water was filmed in a tank in Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, or in a controlled Mexico, lake, yeah, yeah. you know, or someplace where they had complete control over the situation. But he was like, no. And I get it, man. He comes from that independent spirit. You know, it's like, we're going to do it for real, baby. Yeah. Oh, but, you know, that's the, the hubris of youth and inexperience either kills everybody or makes some sort of genius project. You know, it's <laughs> like it goes either way and you got real lucky. That's true. That's very true. Uh, so th- with the troubled production, they, they were actually the movie was supposed to be released that Christmas, but uh, because it didn't wrap until October, they could not. Yeah. So it became a summer movie. Summer, the first and, big and it was, summer blockbuster. It was the first big summer blockbuster. Part of that was the fact that this was the first uh, movie to have a large television presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, they they bought they had twelve different commercials run over two days before it premiered. I remember them, thirty times Jaws. over two days. <laughs> See a shark, eat a man. Jaws, three men fight a shark on the sea. Jaws from Universal Pictures. Jaws. Wow, it's like I'm watching TV. <laughs> yes. it's, it's crazy. <laughs> but they they spent, they spent one point eight million dollars on a marketing push for this Brilliant. thing, and and it was before that. Uh, and from the research I could do, it, it seemed like there was not really any marketing. Like they yeah. would do you know posters and sure. stuff, but it was it was always around the movie theater. It was and it, it was Yeah, and it was it was more considered to be word of mouth. Like yeah. everything and was they, word of mouth. But they also had like you know uh, handouts where it could be like, oh, here's oh, what's yeah, coming flyers in the next and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. And like here's little cards in the theater. Yeah, the um, lobby cards, yeah. And just to get back to the release date real quick, mm-hmm. I think 100% that releasing this in the summer is a huge factor of its success. Because yeah. I don't yes. think Jaws would have been as big in the no. winter because it's like, you're out there in the water, man. Yeah, yeah And it's exactly. like, it's a perfect, you know, if it's the winter, it's like, ah, it's not as scary. Yeah, but, yeah. ooh, man, that, that I think... A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it was it was brilliant. And, I, and that might have been, you know, part of it. I, I, the... The delays in the production was bad for Spielberg. It was bad for the movie. It was bad for the budget. But it helped get the script down. Yeah. Like, he had more time to write. Plus, they had to, to, to change the marketing aspect of it. And and I, and it's that kind of silver lining of, like, okay, like, we're going to take this and run with it. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that came up at the meetings. It's like, well, yeah. it is the summer. People will not want to go in the water. Yeah. And, and they probably were like, well, it's going to be bad because you're going to keep people from blah, 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 blah. But, you know. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they made their budget back in 10 days, even after it it almost doubled, more than doubled. Now, I heard a story, and I can't guarantee that this is true, but my one of my film professors okay. at Boston University told me this story about Jaws. Okay. And he basically said that the reason why Jaws is, made, is anything resembling the movie that it is today is because of Marsha Lucas. Okay. And what happened was... Marsha and George, I guess, came down to visit him, or he had wrapped production, and it was like 
they just had they didn't know how to put this thing together because right. nothing matched on the water the shark didn't work you know right. the shots of the shark were ridiculous so she was the one that was like let's not show the shark and she kind of put like a rough cut together and put you know and solved these problems uncredited mm-hmm. cuz she was a really great editor and then, like i said this is you know yeah yeah but this is inside baseball you know this guy, the professor, you know, knew what was going on. So right, right. I do tend to believe him because a lot of the stuff does happen. And she was, you know, or sure. I don't know if she's still working, but she was a great editor. So uh, apparently Marsha Lucas is the reason why we have the Jaws today because they just – there just was nothing that cut together. Well, no. I mean it was it was bad. I mean, the, yeah, the footage was ridiculously <laughs> – they had to do something. But if it. you look at the way it's cut together, it's very like – you know, and, yeah. and everything is kind of longer shots and – you know, and sometimes it does cut from like a sunny day, and then it's like pretty dark <laughs> with the ship. You know, but you can, you can, you can. Okay, maybe the time passed. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? you so can, you can does, buy that. Like, I don't see the editing as a as a stumbling point. You know, it's like I think no, it cuts no. really well together. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, I mean, you're absolutely right. If 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 you had if you showed the shark sooner, if you didn't have that tension then the movie wouldn't be what it is. Yeah, well, it's like what we talked about with E.T. Mm. With E.T., you had to have the perfect puppet because you had to fall in love with the puppet. Right. With this, you know, you just need a well, really good thin, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. To pop up in the water because it's nothing you scarier than the suspense, you know, of the, like when the kids go in the lagoon, you know, right, and you're right. and the shark's in the lagoon, and the guy's like, yeah. hey, you boys okay? <laughs> and his boat gets knocked over, and you see the, leg yeah all chirped off yeah. dropping to the bottom man and you never saw body parts before that it was yeah. ooh. they actually shot that in uh i believe it was george lucas's backyard uh <laughs> nice. his in his pool or no 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 sorry it was uh yeah i think it was lucas's oh. pool they they ended up adding this the scene in and it was the body parts coming down yeah uh yeah it was i i, I knew so many people and, and granted, this came out in 75, yeah. and I was not born for three years. Yeah. But I knew people when I was young that did not like to take baths because of Jaws. Oh, man. Look, I did not see it in the theater because I was too young. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'm really surprised that the old man was like, let's go no. take him down. <laughs> what are they doing? They're eating him. Um, <laughs> so I didn't see – I saw it at a friend's birthday party. And it was still – at that point, I was still pretty young. Mm-hmm. And there was like this, oh, should he be able to go? Because they got the laser disc. Nice. That was, I think, yeah. released in 78. It was 78. Yeah. yeah. That so was, I was yeah. a little bit older. And so I went, and that movie scared the <laughs> friggin' bejesus out of me, man. <laughs> we had a pool growing up. I used to swim all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would not go in. I had this, okay, <laughs> here's what I thought. We had a light, you know, like a, a pool light, you know, mm-hmm. for nighttime. You know how lights work? Lights. They, they work. Okay, there's this guy named Edison who created this thing. <laughs> lights, now for night. So I thought that the shark was going to come somehow from an ocean tunnel work to the light. I guess there was a some tunnel to the light from the ocean that, in my mind. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Pop out the light, squeeze through, and then oh, eat me. And then eat you. Yes. Oh. I was so... So you thought the shark was going to come through the light? Yes, come through the light. Wow. I had a very, very horrifyingly active imagination as a child. <laughs> my best friend and my worst enemy. But yeah, I mean, for years, man. Yeah. I mean, there has never been anything more detrimental to a species, <laughs> I think, than, than Jaws. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yes. Yes. Sharks for 
decades were misunderstood and hated and haunted and, you know, and look, I'm not blaming, you know, this Steven fun movie. No, because I mean, it was a book before it was and people, you know, it's still, it's like, you know, we make monsters out of everything, but it's just, it's crazy how one thing. Oh yeah. I mean, I think this was, it wasn't just the fact that this was the first huge blockbuster, right? But it affected society in such a way that I don't, I mean, not since, I, I would say Psycho with the shower scene. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think that yeah. was the first real, like, oh, my God, I don't want to take a shower. Yeah, yeah. You know? But yeah. this surpassed. It was like a, it was like an hour and a half long shower scene. You know? <laughs> where just people were like, screw this. I do not. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. Uh... <laughs> but when I saw it, yeah, it scared the people. I loved it. I loved it. And what I loved the most about it was the, and what I still today love the most about it is just the relationship between the three old dudes. Yeah, yeah. You know, They're it's just such a fun movie to watch these guys. And the fact you got a landlubber, you know, <laughs> that hates the water, can't swim. Yeah. You yeah. know, Chief Brody is only there because he's got to be. Yeah, yeah, he has you to. Know? He has to take care of the shark. The drunk curmudgeonly sea captain, you know. one of, And let's just say, one of the greatest, uh, one of the greatest introductions of a character ever. <laughs> Quint. Oh, yeah. With the. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the chalkboard, <laughs> it'll get you a shark for you. It'll cost you ten thousand. So Jaws was one of the first movies to have a really large tie-in, like merchandising tie-in. Oh yeah, everything, everywhere. Uh, the soundtrack, album, T-shirts, plastic tumblers, a book about the making of the movie, the book the movie was based on, <laughs> yeah. beach towels, blankets, shark costumes. They had also those like grabbers. You oh know? yeah, <laughs> the shark grabbers. I remember I had one of those. I think yeah. they sold those at like Universal. Yeah, 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 I they remember that. It became a they ride. Came. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, the Jaws ride at Universal. Which, oh, yeah, which was great. Uh, I almost drove. Can I tell you a quick story? Sure. <laughs> I, uh, one of the jobs I had when I first got here, I was a PA on the People's Choice Awards, and it was shooting at Universal. Mm-hmm. And our job uh, on the night of shooting was we had these shuttle vans that we would drive from the parking lot down to the stage, which was one of the stages on the lot of Universal. Right. right. So I'm picking up a bunch of people to take them back to their car, and I hadn't done the drive back yet. And I'm driving, and I turn down this road. It doesn't feel right. (laughs) And I flip on the high beams just in time to see me (laughs) About to drive into the lagoon. Oh, nice. The Jaws Lagoon. Uh, the Jaws Lagoon in the, in the back lot. With yeah. everybody in the car. So they're like, ah, really funny. And then I got lost again <laughs> and came within inches of driving into the Red Sea, where they parked oh, the Red Sea. Oh, nice, nice. And yeah. then people were like, okay, that's not so funny. Get us to the cars, <laughs> you incompetent boob. But I did get them to their cars. Yeah, yeah, it's a great the Universal Backlot tour with the Jaws thing. Oh, is fantastic. Yeah. You know it's happening every time, but it's so good. Oh yeah, it's so good. Uh, yeah, so there's st- iron-on transfers, games, posters, sharks, tooth necklaces, sleepwear, water pistols. I mean, it was. I had the water pistol. Literally anything shark-related sure. was Jaws. Yeah, <laughs> t-shirts. The movie won three Academy Awards for best film editing, best original dramatic score, and best sound. <laughs> there's a little. Uh, pattern here with these types of movies. They yeah, always yeah. win best sound. 
It was and, nominated for Best Picture. And they usually win Best Editing. Yes, they are sometimes, but, but they never win. Yeah. I, I mean, know. I, I think know. Star Wars was nominated. I, it was you know. for Best Picture. Yeah, uh, it did. It lost to One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. So, oh, right. it's so. a good movie. Let's be honest. <laughs> I love <laughs> look. I love Jaws to death, but Cuckoo's Nest was was genius. But Steven Spielberg was greatly resented the fact that he was not nominated for Best Director. Well, it wasn't him that made that movie great. I'm sorry, Stevie. I love you, buddy. Yeah, but but that's, it that's, wasn't... It was... It was seems to kind of be his his thing. You know, I love the guy, and I think he's fantastic, well, he, but man. He said he had PTSD yeah. after oh, shooting I, Jaws. That and would he would go... For like even two years afterwards, he would go sit on a boat and his hands would start shaking oh, and he would start shaking. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go anywhere was, near the water after that. Well, it wasn't Jaws. It was the... No, I, I, mean, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. is going through 159... <laughs> it, would, it was the most stressful time <laughs> oh of his God. life. Yeah. And the most stressful. And I would, I would never want to go back on water. Oh, man, there was a, a... Roy Scheider had an epic meltdown at one point and just... He threw his food down on the, oh, the no. deck of the boat. They were on the boat, by the way. Threw his food down on the deck of the boat, like an AD or whatever, and it just started screaming. And then everything, all of the months of stuff that was built up, you know, all the stuff yeah. that he observed, yeah. and the mistakes, <laughs> everything. Aww. He screeched and screamed. It took hours for Spielberg to calm down. And, wow. And for, but and they were all like still on the boat though. After this epic <laughs> meltdown, they're all still stuck on the and, boat together. And we're just here. God, I mean, it's, it's really surprising that I, I bet you there were fist fights. I bet you there was like somebody. I wouldn't somebody, be surprised. You know, especially I, with Shaw drinking all the time. Maybe that's how the writer almost got decapitated. Maybe he got thrown off the boat. Uh, I would. Lo- I want to have dinner with Richard Dreyfus and just have him tell me about what it was like working on that movie. <laughs> oh. If All you're right. listening, Mr. Dreyfus. Yeah, please, please. Uh, I'll pay. I, <laughs> I'll buy dinner. How can he say no? <laughs> I mean, okay. All right, well, uh, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back with a very special interview. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and... Interviews. Oh, interviews. Yeah. Sorry. Oh. The first uh, big multiple. Ooh. All right, we'll see you in a bit. All right. Uh, welcome back. We have a very special interview here. I have with me Quint, Brody, and Hooper. They're all here today to talk to us about Jaws. Uh, how are we doing, um, Adam? Uh, uh, great. Uh, thank you, Hooper, for being here. Uh, Quint, how are you doing? I'm good. Uh, you like uh, peppermint schnapps? <laughs> Uh, he drinks a lot of peppermint schnapps. I do, I do actually. Uh, how have you guys enjoyed working together? Has it has it been pretty smooth? Oh, it's been horrible. Oh, hope we. Yeah, um, it's a uh, it's a very difficult working environment. Um, Quint is very demanding and um drunk. <laughs> is that true? Are you drunk, Quint? Well, yeah. I mean, they asked me uh, if I would go in and do this for. However many dollars, I said no. I mean, it seemed pretty high. Like, ten, ten seems pretty high. You would be willing to do it for five? No. No. <laughs> I mean, I'd do it for ten. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, and that's, that's me giving them a break. <laughs> it's true. You do, you do actually pretty, pretty good at what you do. Yeah, you had free crew. <laughs> that's true. That's I don't, true. I don't even know how to swim. <laughs> was... Was there? A, I, I seen a lot of animosity between uh, Quint and Hooper. Is there a reason for that? I don't know. You want to talk about that, Quint? Well, you're a pansy. 
<laughs> oh, see what I have to deal with? It's, uh, it's, a, uh, it's a really bad work environment. <laughs> oh, we don't even have an HR department. Oh, yeah, well, it's a small boat. Yeah. It's, we needed a bigger boat. Yeah. Did you guys ever get a bigger boat? No. No. <laughs> nope. Not. Nope. <laughs> Oh, that's too bad. It's hard to catch a... a Carcarian Carcarius yeah, is I'm what sorry. we're going after, which is the name of a great white shark. It's hard to catch the Carcarian Carcarius when it's literally bigger than your boat. Ooh. Well, I have a lot of experience catching sharks. Oh. Yeah? It goes way back? What was your first time catching a shark? Oh, yeah. I, I went down uh, to Hiroshima. Oh, you ever heard of Hiroshima? I have heard. I have heard of Hiroshima. Yeah. Oh, we uh, we lo- we lost a lot of men in Hiroshima. Here we go again. <laughs> I uh, you can regale us with any tales you have, Quint. Well, sure, I can. But some people uh, seem to already know the story. Is is that Hooper or Brody? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. Tell me about the bull-legged women. Oh. Quint. The what? The bull-legged women that you're always singing about. Yeah, yeah. T- t- tell them about the, the bull-legged women. Uh, is there is there a particular reason that you like bull-legged women? Here's to... I don't remember the quote. <laughs> Here's to swimming with bull-legged women. No. Oh. They swim a lot faster because of their boot legs. <laughs> oh God, I, Quint, I understand why you don't like Hooper very much. <laughs> Who are you talking about? I was doing a lot of cocaine back then. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. It was uh, it was exhausting. I can imagine. The two of them, it was exhausting. I can imagine the cocaine and the alcoholism. I-, I wanted to get eaten by the shark. Yeah? Actually, we have a special guest here. He just came in. Hey. Hey, fellas. It's uh, it's actually Jaws. Hi, it's uh, it's uh, quote unquote Jaws here. Um, actually Eugene Sharkman. Um, <laughs> I just want to point out, uh, you guys kind of came into my house. Um, just kind of shot me full of barrels, and uh, it's not very cool. Okay, um, not very cool. Do you, Quint? Do you feel bad well, going into his house and trying to kill him? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't at all. I guess it's money. Money you get paid, right? Yeah, I'm getting $10,000. You know what, buddy? I am so going to eat you. I'm going to smash your little boat, okay? You hear me? I'm going to smash your little boat, and then I'm going to chomp, chomp, chomp right on your chest. And you spit up blood, and you're gonna, the last thing you're going to see is Eugene Sharkman's eyes. <laughs> okay, pal? All right, buddy? Yeah, right. All right, well, uh, it looks like the uh, end of this movie is going to be very interesting. Uh, yeah, keep, keep watch, guys. Uh, Eugene Sharkman, thanks for being here. Sharkman uh, out. <laughs> I want to thank uh, Quint and uh, uh, Hooper and... It was a pleasure. Brody for being here. I am just really tired. Yeah, I can imagine. It's a long, long days on that boat. Long, long days. Oh, yeah. Right, well, thanks for being here. So we have with us here... Uh, a Our very, very, special, very, 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 very special guest. Um is Jessica Mall. Yeah. A return champion. Thanks for coming back. <laughs> we appreciate return it. champion. I see I, I I brought my uncle last time to become the champion and yes. this time I just have to depend on myself. Well you and Quint, you brought Quint with you. Yeah, that's true. I brought I brought Quint. Uh Jess is a an awesome uh sketch and improv actor and uh she did Quint 
uh, you can see some videos online of her doing it, and it's just really, really funny. When did you start doing that? Um, I God, it's been a long time. Um, let's see. I think I started doing that in 2015. Yeah, I was in. I was on stage with your Quint in a uh, oh. in a. I think it was a yoga sketch. <laughs> Yes, that's what I think that was what the original Quint was was a yoga sketch. Yes, doing yoga. Quint comes in to do yoga. Yeah, and then like he gets a stool and he puts a stool on his yoga mat and he and he starts doing his monologue. Oh yes, and then and then a shark comes in with a a yoga mat <laughs> and i say i'm gonna need a bigger mat oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i was privileged to, to be in that sketch that nice. um, you, did you play the shark no i was just kind of a a, a utility player utility yoga yeah, person. i just kind of said hey this you know oh, a nice uh, nice class it's very Eugene Sharkman. <laughs> yes, it was the beginnings of eugene Sharkman. the funny thing is is i wasn't originally gonna play quint um really yeah, it was going to originally be Danny, and then um, he had so many, like, big main roles, and I didn't have any. Oh. And Aww. so then they switched me to Quint, and I was like, oh, I better watch Jaws. <laughs> like, you had not seen Jaws? I had not seen oh. it. And then, um, like, my only, like, knowledge of it was the um, the ride at Universal Studios. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah. back lot. The back lot, right. But, like, when you're a little kid, it's scary. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. When that trolley goes down and yeah. you're, like, at water level, that's oh, yeah. creepy. I was totally scared yeah. as a little kid. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to watch Jaws now. Ooh, and then, like, <laughs> it didn't end up being as scary as I thought. Like, it was scary, but it wasn't, like, terrifying. Did you did you like the movie? I did like it. I actually liked it a lot. I got I didn't see it in the theater, but I saw it at a friend's birthday party when I was way too young. Oh, the pooches. Hey, puppies. How the, how the dogs doing? <laughs> They're good. Sorry for their... It's okay. Uh, no, they, they wanted to be in on the interview. Have you seen any of the sequels? I actually have not. That, I've, that's not a I've, bad thing. Yeah, two's yeah. okay. <laughs> two's got the vibe of the original Jaws. Three is ridiculous because it was in 3D originally. I saw that oh. in the theater in 3D. Ooh, boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then if you want to just see an amazingly awful movie, watch Jaws the Revenge. Jaws the Revenge has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Zero. Well deserved. But I... I used to and still do sometimes on july 4th if i don't have plans i'll watch hbo or somebody will show all four movies and i'll just sit there and and just bask in the sharks bask in the shark (laughs) yeah no like i saw um what was it called the meg have you guys heard of that movie yeah yeah yeah, Yeah, yeah. i saw that movie it was a good one other shark movies deep blue sea did you see deep blue sea yes i saw deep blue sea uh bait 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 was, was no, one. I don't think I've seen Bait. Bait's a good one. It's it's uh, like a Matthew Modine or something in it. Uh, no, I maybe I don't know. It's it's one of the guys from Nip Tuck, but it's oh that's not it's that basically maybe. this um, 
I think it's Indonesia or someplace where this shopping mall gets and supermarket gets flooded, and these people are trying to get through. Oh, but there's great right. white sharks in the supermarket, right. and uh, there's some really <laughs> it's awesome. It's, there's some crazy but deaths. It's, yeah. it's not a it's not like a bad Sharknado movie. They no. really tried to make it serious. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty cool. It, yeah, bait. You should wow. check it out. Check it out. Put it in your shark oeuvre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you working on now? You got anything coming up? Well, next week I'm being interviewed um, by City of Hope. Oh, nice. And um, the uh, interview is going to go at the Library of Congress. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be immortalized. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's about time. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's great. You um, are one of the yes. hardest working people I know. Yep. I doesn't you just do not stop. It's awesome. Yeah. And thank you right. so much for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks for coming of back course. again. Well, we're gonna have to have you on again, so you're not done with this yet. <laughs> <laughs> My trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. But you're yes. always the greatest. Love you, Jess. And love you guys so much. Uh, thanks yeah. so much for love being on. That was fun. That was really fun. That was fun. I love Jess. <laughs> she's so fantastic. Um, she certainly is. Uh, and uh, a repeat guest. Yes. Yes. She's uh, one of our faves. Uh, we only, the only repeat guests we have are the ladies. <laughs> no. Are you calling T. Arthur Cottom a lady? Oh, I think I did. I don't know if he'd mind. But, um, <laughs> well, we'll see if he listens to this episode and, <laughs> and calls us on it. call, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Oh man, what a great movie! And Jaws, Jaws changed everything. Yeah, it changed it cinema. Yeah, you know, it's it was the first real blockbuster, you know, merchandising juggernaut. Yeah, paved the way for huge. Star Wars and ET and every other blockbuster that came out. Every action figure you have was probably <laughs> started with that. <laughs> I had a shark. I had yeah, a rubber shark. Yeah. I remember uh, I was in the back oh, of a yeah. pickup truck. I would carry that shark everywhere. It was like my, you know, my. Like stuffed animal or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was a shark, plastic shark. Loved it. And uh, I remember I was in the back of a pickup truck. And I think it was with my stepdad's kids. And they started throwing the shark back and forth. And they threw it out of the truck. No. And I never saw that tra- that shark again. Broke my heart. Well, you, old man wouldn't stop. Jim, I've got a surprise for you. What? That toy shark is here right now. Oh, my God. My life is complete. <laughs> So pissed. I, I can imagine. That would be very frustrating. Uh, Safety blanket. Did you realize when you were over at your friend's house and you saw the movie for the first time mm-hmm. that you were watching history being made? Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, That's because... all. I was writing a, a <laughs> down my memoirs. Jaws was the first Laserdisc title marketed in North America. Yeah. It was weird. I was like, well, why do we have to flip the movie? <laughs> we were just little kids. Why does it look like a giant dinner plate? Oh, man. Yeah, it was, what a know. dumb idea. We were so young at that pizza party, birthday party for my friend, <laughs> and they traumatized half of those children. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? I of course it did. I mean, we were – I mean, it traumatized adults. It traumatized – and then, you know, there were so many copycats or at least things that were inspired by it. And everything was – you know, Alien was described as Jaws in space. And, right. You know, right. everything is like, oh, well, you know, Jaws with an alligator or – you know, right. jaws with giant rats, or yeah, yeah, anything is yeah. It's it's it it, it changed the landscape of Hollywood it did. And, and how movies were being made, and and uh, and created a lot of really crappy knockoffs. <sighs> and there hasn't so been many. any really good shark movies. There's been a couple. Um, I'm talking Sharknado. No, those are the ones. 
I'm talking Sharknado 4. Uh, Deep Blue Sea. I Deep love Blue it. Sea. Deep Blue it's, Sea it's, great. It's, uh, it's such One a One of the fun... greatest deaths ever. Oh, my God. Movie. Yes. I mean, that has some great shark munchies. You know, there's some really cool <laughs> decapitations. Really you know, there's been a few okay shark movies, but nothing has ever topped no, Jaws. And absolutely look, not. Caused a whole generation of people that hate sharks. You know, we're just now... Learning, yeah, we're kind of. We, they finally realized. I think Discovery realized how they could turn it around and, and make people make people more interested in sharks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's great to have a boogeyman. And and the thing about a boogeyman in the ocean is you don't know. You know, it's like oh, when you're treading that's... water on the ocean. I, have you ever been bitten by something when you've been treading water in the no, ocean? I have. No, no, a little fish or something. I get attacked by kelp and I freak out. But it's like you know, you get. Anything brushes on you or jumps yeah, on yeah. you, and you're just shark. No, it's yeah, it's so scary, and that's what's so great about the fact that they they masked the shark and didn't show him too much until the end right. because it's that you don't know what's under there. The opening of that movie is brilliant, brilliant, because it opens up on like you know a bunch of people smoking dope and having a good party <laughs> and playing the guitar, jib jab jub, and then the guy's like, "Oh, let's go swimming, drunk, drunk, drunk. Oh, I'm going to have a little sexy time." And then she's taking her clothes off, going, oh, I'm going to go skinny dip. And he's like, I'm trying to get I'm just trying because he's so drunk. She's not that drunk. <laughs> she gets in, starts swimming around. We're like, oh, what a great time. No. That murder, like the part where she goes after the first, like, chomp. And she's, like, on the buoy. And she's like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's frightening. Yeah. It's so frightening. She's such a good actress. Yeah. Chrissy something. I think that was the name of her character. But uh, but again, you know, it's like those – the reason why that movie is so great is because of Spielberg's directing human beings. Yeah. He couldn't control the water. He couldn't control the shark. <laughs> he couldn't control the ocean. couldn't control the weather. But he could – couldn't control the actors basically because they all kind of <laughs> lost their mind. But his direction of them – was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Just the little moments. Like, you know, Roy Scheider's stress is there. Like when he's, you know, he, he's like touching his face and then he notices his little kid aping his movements and then he, you know, he kind of does it the same way, you know, because it's like, ah, oh, this kid, you know, it's like, right. this is what it's all about, my family. You know, and when his kid's in the boat and he's like, it's fine if he's in the boat. It's just on the dock. And he flips through the shark book with all the, <laughs> he's like, get out of the boat. You heard your mother get out of the boat. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's those moments. And, and, and when uh, Dreyfus comes over with the wine, you know, he's like, right away. Yeah, and he pours yeah. the whole bottle of wine basically in this giant glass <laughs> and chugs it. And it's like, let's go cut up a shark. I mean, it's those moments that make that movie great. Yeah. It's scary. It's exciting. It's suspenseful. But without those awesome characters and, so and personal the mayor yeah. and yeah. that woman whose kid was eaten and he, she slaps Brody. I mean, all that stuff is so great, you know? And that's what's like missing from Sharknado and all those movies is the humanity. Well, yeah, there's no, yeah. It was the humanity of that movie that made it great. They, they, movies like Sharknado and most of the shark movies that are made, they see something, a lot of movies being made, they see the the glitz and the glamour and the mm-hmm. flashiness of it and that's what they focus on. It's about and the they, shark. They don't focus on yeah. the relationships. They don't focus on on those touches, those no. things that you know that make you care about them enough to to know if they get eaten or not. You know I mean? <laughs> like sixty percent of the shark is just seeing yellow barrels, yeah, floating yeah. around. Yeah. You know, yeah, and it's like it's fine because. We don't need a constant barrage of shark attacks and killings as long no. as we have a really good story right. going on. My favorite scene in that movie is the three of those guys drinking in the galley 
Yeah. Comparing scars. And then Brody's like about to show a scar, but he's like, ah, it's not really, it's not good enough to show. <laughs> and then they make the jokes. And then that, it's just that heavy speech, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, it's and, and impressive. Cooper knows. Like Brody's like, ha, Indianapolis. Uh, and then Brody, uh, but, but Hooper's like, oh, Jesus, here it comes. And then that sort of <laughs> goes in the water, into the water. That's so great. I think know? it's a perfect movie. Agreed. Despite and it's so crazy that a perfect movie out of a mess. Yeah. Such a perfect storm of nonsense. I love it. I love it. They're just making a movie, man. It's not like they're <laughs> curing cancer, but it's just what is so great is just the extra miles these guys would go to get the movie. Right. To get what they wanted, you know? It's like That's why he had to shoot in the water. His quote, he's like, I had no idea. He's like the hubris of a young director yeah. thinking yeah. he could conquer he could the conquer ocean, the ocean, conquer the weather, Literally conquer the nature. Ocean. You know, how stupid are you? Yeah. And but he's like if I didn't do it, we wouldn't have Jaws because that movie wouldn't have worked. It was shot in a tank. No, it, it would have felt fake. It would have. It would have felt not right. The scope, the breath, the the endless horizon is what makes that movie just immersive. And you're right. It, it did turn out to be a perfect movie. Perfection out of madness. <laughs> Rewatch it again. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next. Rewatch week. that one. Maybe two. Two's fun. Uh, <laughs> three if you want to get really high and see something horrible and. Four, if you just want to see a really bad movie uh, with some pretty scenery. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. We need a bigger boat. That's pretty, pretty stiff. Yep, yeah. What? I don't know. <laughs> I said a small stroke. <laughs> <laughs>